thanks for listening to Mindfulness for the Modern Family podcast, where we dive deep into all things parenting and family. We talk about what mindfulness means within the family dynamic and how self-care is crucial, not only for ourselves, but for those we love. I'm your host, Shayla Peary. As a guided meditation teacher, mindful parenting has always been, well, top of mind for me as I raise my daughter. I'm curious to know what others have experienced and what we can learn from each other and our kids. You can find more episodes at shaylapiri.ca or subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Today we're joined by Dr. Amanda Satoff, MD. Amanda is a naturopathic doctor living in Kingston, Ontario with her husband and two and a half year old. Her mission is to help you make sense of what's going on in your body and mind so that you can have the energy and clarity to show up for what's important to you. Amanda, thanks so much for being with us today. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you, Shay. I'm so happy to have you. All right, let, let's um, dive right in. So one question I have that I ask everybody, and it's always an interesting answer is, um, what is one thing that you wish someone would have told you about becoming a parent? Yes, I, I thought about this one. Um, you see so little of what the parenting experience is actually like from other people because we don't live in these like integrated communities like we used to. And it's one of those things where you don't really know until you know and has been through it. And so emphasizing what I wish someone would have told me is that it's hard and you can do it. So all these like little challenges about sleep or food or your relationships, they're all kind of talked about, but not really at the level of depth that I've personally experienced them at least. Um, And yeah, I guess things I didn't know before becoming a parent is really everything does change, um, including our capacity for love and patience and wonder. And for me, it's really been this process of not only meeting my child and getting to know them, but meeting myself and who I am now and who my partner is. And becoming a parent has just really it forces you to see yourself in um with more clarity and forcing you to like deal with your own things that maybe you didn't know were there or weren't ready to before you have this other little person again changing everything and relying on you and it just forces you to level up into a better version of yourself I love that the leveling up part into a better version of yourself. I don't think you can put it any, any better way than that. And I totally relate to everything you just said about seeing the world through new eyes, through your child's eyes, and really having to face up to oftentimes some, some really hard things from our own childhood, maybe that we haven't dealt with. Right. And sort of like being confronted with those moments where something is triggering you in that moment, interacting with your child and, and I think more and more of us now are taking that time to step back and take a breath and, and look at ourselves and say, why am I reacting like this? Right. And not only that, what, what can I do to change these reactions um, going forward? Yes, exactly. Like our reactions to things. And, you know, we all have different triggers or different 
situations or even words that will cause that kind of emotional reaction that we weren't really sure was there or why it's happening. And yeah, it's forced a lot of introspection into my own just rote routines and behaviors, like how I just would respond to something or show up in a certain way. And, you know, my child's forcing me to like, look at that and say, oh, is there a more mindful or grounded or compassionate way I could show up in this moment? Because, you know, we often find it easier to do better for other people than for ourselves as well. So when you have that desire to raise your child with as many tools as possible and love and compassion and uh, it forces you to meet yourself with those things as well. Yes, absolutely. And on that note, I wanted to talk about your experience during the pandemic and having to show up as a brand new parent. I mean, we all went through stuff, but um, particularly, I know that your uh, your story is, um, you know, you went through a lot, and I'm, I'm hoping you can share um, some of, some of that with us as you navigated becoming a brand new mom. Yes, I would love to. And I know, you know, I've heard lots of stories in the way the pandemic has impacted everyone, but, you know, parents and new parents in particular, that experience was definitely different for us. So actually in February of 2020, so I'm a naturopathic doctor and I was living in in Toronto at the time. And in February of 2020, the clinic that I was working for had been practicing at for a year and building my practice just unexpectedly with the week, maybe a week's maybe notice, uh, went bankrupt. So I'd lost my job or a location to practice my job at the end of February. And I was four months pregnant at the time. And so kind of taking a moment to pause and breathe and look around for what's next. And then lockdown happened. And I wasn't sure if I was able to practice or how I would do that. And my husband got let go from his job right at the beginning of lockdown as well. Um, So there we were like five months pregnant and at home like everyone else was. Um, So it really for, or not forced me, but gave me the opportunity to focus on my family and being pregnant and looking within myself and asking how I could care for myself in all of this upheaval and unknown. And maybe now I had some time to do the things during my pregnancy I uh, might not have had the time for. You know, I was really fortunate that all my basic needs were still taken care of, housing and food and all of that. So I wasn't having to um, worry myself with getting those needs met and so I did have the time to just get quiet and look in and spend time with my partner and then as the pregnancy progressed um, we realized COVID wasn't going away and it wasn't two weeks to (laughs) help each other out and all these things I thought I would have access to like physical therapies like acupuncture or massage or chiropractic or prenatal yoga and mom groups and in-person parenting classes none of that was a reality for me so oh my gosh I never even I didn't even consider that yeah and I think that that definitely had an impact for me of course like not being able to care for myself in the ways that I'd been used to or access 
the full extent of support during my pregnancy, not knowing because rules were always changing uh, who would be allowed with me at my birth, what that would be like. Um, we were sort of lucky. My Our child was born in July, so there was this kind of like slight opening before a new wave and all of that happened. Um, so I was able to have my partner with me and I was under midwifery care um, and I wanted another support person there but they weren't allowed so I think that had an impact for me and then you know again we were lucky enough in that moment that my family did come over afterwards and you know they wore masks and met our baby with masks but they were present at least but again that like postpartum community care that I mean is lacking for most people most of the time anyways but that probably looked different than what it would have if the pandemic wasn't there right and so um your baby was born in Toronto in the city and then what made you and your partner decide to move outside of the city and where did you go so yeah our baby was born July of 2020 and then December of 2020 we moved to Kingston Ontario um and sort of some of the reasons are that uh, the house we were living in was being sold. Um, again, I still didn't have a clinic to practice out of. And a friend of mine was opening up her own clinic in Kingston and reached out and kind of on a whim or a dream for her asked if I wanted to come join her. Uh, and then my husband was looking at going back to school and looked at some programs at St. Lawrence College in Kingston. And so our, all the things kind of just fell into place that it made it the right move for us. Okay, great. Um, thanks so much for sharing all of that. I know it can sometimes be difficult to think back to that time. And we're, we're hopefully, you know, so much out of it now. And, um, but yeah, when you go through something like that, uh, with a baby, and you know, as a first time mom, I know it's a uh, it's probably a, a bit of mixed emotion looking back at that time, right? Um, so thank you. Uh, let's focus on on the now. Um, your son's two and a half now. What's this age like? What are you What are you finding um, in terms of how he's developing and his personality? Tell us about your experience. Yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, most of them are fun ages for different reasons, but I'm really enjoying this one just as his intellect and inquiry are developing and he's able to put together sentences that are <laughs> complete with a full thought and his recall like being able to string ideas together so like his understanding of the world around him is just so fascinating to see and like think back to a year ago when like he was still just babbling like one year ago so it's wild to <laughs> Yeah. think of like really the exponential growth that happens in childhood and infancy um yeah that's really fun and you can also just like see yeah his personality coming out more and like his thoughtfulness and willingness to help like just the best little helper if you give him a task he's so excited um and just seeing like where his interests are developing like he loves to dance and music and loves to color. So just trying to leave options open to see, you know, what he's drawn to next. Very cool. Well, it sounds like um, I can already tell and I, I knew it that you're a very mindful parent. You're a very, very conscious parent. Um, so thinking back to your own childhood, 
thinking back to the way you were raised and how your parents uh, parents parented you, what are some parenting techniques or or methods that you're consciously incorporating into the way that you parent that maybe are a bit different um, from your parents or or weren't there when you were growing up? Yes, we're definitely seeing such a change in the attitude towards parenting, all the conscious and gentle parenting and even looking at like people's openness and willingness to go to therapy and talk about their own traumas and the connections between how that is showing up in parenting as well and how you raise other humans and like we spoke about before like making you reflect on your own mental state or um, experiences throughout your life so I really try and bring in a lot of that like conscious gentle parenting I think you know my parents did I think a wonderful job and again you know they only had the tools that were available to them um and from my experience growing up, I know I've tried to be present with emotions as much as possible, um, our child's emotions, as well as my own. Like if I'm having a hard day, I won't leave the room to cry. I'll just let our kid know, hey, mommy's having some big feelings right now. I'm just, I'm okay. I'm just going to go take a few breaths and calm my body. And so you know, that's been a big piece for me is like not hiding how we're feeling. And so giving him the space to have his emotions as well without judging them or qualifying them and, you know, letting them see that there's more to the emotion outside of the that moment too. Like we can have a big emotion and it's kind of like what happens afterwards that is also really important. Like, okay, this is how our resources to be able to move through that emotion or if we're feeling frustrated or angry like what do we do about that is there a problem to solve or do we just need a minute to feel angry and let that be okay yeah I think that is so on point it's so it's exactly what I'm talking about it's it's being able to uh, allow our kids to express themselves and feel what they're feeling and have their reaction reactions and emo and their sorry and their emotions and like validating that and acknowledging that and um, letting them know that they're heard and that they're understood. I think, you know, all of these things, I, I, and I'm, you're probably aware I wrote uh, a meditation journal, it's an interactive journal, and it deals with healing the inner child. And so for me, I didn't have, I'm so fortunate, I didn't have big dramatic trauma in my childhood, and I'm so thankful for that. But I did have many smaller traumas like that, that stay with you, right? And they come to inform the type of adult that you are, and then the type of parent that you are. So I think that dealing but going back to it, dealing with our, our past, the traumas that we're holding on to, inner child wounding that maybe we've gone through is so, so super crucial and important. Yeah. And I think another part that I'm really trying to be present with from in my own parenting experience is non-judgment so of myself and like okay the reactions that I'm having that I might not have been aware of like not judging it but uh, having a little bit of compassionate inquiry about why they're there and what we can do about them and then also even just non-judgmental or non-qualifying language when I'm talking with my child like in you know for a long time I was saying did you have a good day today and I sort of sat back and I was like well 
why don't I just ask him, how was your day today? And let it be more open-ended um, and give him the space to decide maybe more freely or independently. So being mindful about my language in that way. And then also, yeah, just non-judgment about like food or toys or what he wants to wear, you know, like it is what it is. And as long as it's not doing him or anyone else any harm, like we can just explore those experiences. That is beautiful. And, um, you know, I think that I, I subconsciously do that a lot too. I ask, how was your day? Um, but I didn't actually um, think about it to that level in terms of not um, not qualifying or not putting that expectation out there. Well, like, I hope you had a good day. Did you have a good day? That's really interesting. Thanks for sharing that. That's um, I really, really like that. Okay, so bringing it back to uh, what you were speaking about earlier, you know, we all have meltdowns, whether or not we are parents or kids. And sometimes that's an indicator that we need to take some time for ourselves, um, that we need to, you know, allow ourselves some self-care. And um, for me, self-care has always kind of been a natural part of my weekly, you know, slash monthly routine with my daughter. I just intuitively knew that I needed it in order to um, be my best version for her. And I was a single mom uh, up until she was just had just turned 11. So it wasn't really an option for me. Um, I've recently come to realize that for so many people, self-care is not a priority and there's some big feelings surrounding it. So I'm curious to know uh, what your relationship is with self-care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of, um, not stigma, but sort of like superficial uh, top 10 lists about self-care um and it isn't a priority for a lot of people and for a lot of people who like don't know how to find the time and the resources and I definitely see a lot of that in my patients as well as a just not knowing like how do I even care for myself but how can I find the time when I'm already feeling overwhelmed with everything that's on my plate and so in becoming a parent especially I found that my relationship to self-care has shifted in a way that I can be fully present in smaller moments and have these like self-care snacks throughout the day of even if it's just two or three deep breaths or can I really like luxuriate in my shower and you know we know like, okay, being able to take care of your basic hygiene isn't necessarily self-care, but like, if that's all that you have time for, like, can you make it self-care without any judgment around that? Like, can you use the most like luxurious, beautiful smelling products? Can you turn the water as hot as it can go? Do you want to put music on? Like let that five or 10 minutes be self-care on its own. So really- yeah, just like finding I love moments that. throughout your day. And, you know, we all have these like little time pockets where we're scrolling or we're just kind of on autopilot. Um, and so I've had to look into my days and find those moments where I can be more intentional and present. And if that's only self-care I get for that day, then at least I've tried. 
I think that is so valid, especially, you know, um, when you're parenting a baby, a toddler, sometimes that shower, which you don't necessarily even get every day, is your five minutes of self-care. And it's super important. I can uh, totally relate to that. And I love the self-care snacks. I love that. I feel like that needs to be like a little app or something that uh, parents can access on their phones for those little self-care moments. Well, that's a great idea. And I have lots of ideas of how to best support people as I'm coming out of like the more challenging or sleep deprived years of parenting myself and have a bit more creative capacity. Um, And then also looking at, you know, how my definitions of self-care have changed as a parent and throughout COVID. And it's really just an ongoing journey of reevaluating your needs like maybe yeah that day all you do need is a shower and maybe the next week you do need a two-hour coffee with a friend or by yourself or and go to a yoga class or whatever and just being really gentle with yourself to honor those needs as they shift and again that like intention and presence to be able to tune in and actually like listen to what your body needs. Like maybe it's just some water and five minutes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So, you know, acknowledging how our definitions of self-care change and how the way we look at ourselves and the world around us changes um, after we become parents. Um, My final question for you is what is your definition of success and to bring it a step further has that changed since you've become a parent? That is such a good question. And it really makes me think, and you're right, it has changed since I've become a parent. You know, I think lofty dreams and goals are beautiful to have. And I can expect big things of myself and my family and move towards that. But what does success itself actually mean? What I came down to is that it means to me feeling empowered in my choices and, you know, making a difference for even one person at the end of the day. That is absolutely beautiful. And I know that that is truly, um, you know, the mission that you embody with your practice. I had the honor and privilege of working with you briefly um, before the pandemic. And um, yeah, the energy that you bring to everything that you do is just so authentic and so caring and loving. So anyone who, um, you know, comes across your your services is so lucky to have done so. And just wanted to mention that we're going to be linking to um, your website where people can find out more about Amanda and um, what she does. Uh, Amanda, how would you define your services in a few sentences? Yeah, well, first, I want to say thank you, Shay, for those kind words. Uh, I truly appreciate that. Um, So how would I define my services? So naturopathic medicine is a holistic viewpoint that really looks at the root cause of what's going on and looking at what's true for that individual. And it helps to support and stimulate the body's own innate ability to heal. So that's a real guiding um, part of how I show up for my patients and my practice. And I really want to help people make sense of what's going on in their body and in their mind so that they have the energy and clarity to show up for what's important to them. 
Okay, wonderful. Thanks so much um, for that. And, um, you know, I wish you and your family all the best in Kingston and continue to thrive and enjoy life and your time with your with your little one um, while he's little. Thank you so, so much, Amanda, for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you, Shay. It was such a pleasure to be here today.